Welcome to Sync, a show where we talk about music in film and television, why it matters, why it's important, um, how it shapes the sonic landscape of everything, and the music supervisors and composers and sometimes editors and other amazing individuals in the music department who put it there and all make it all happen. So my name is Emma and I live in Los Angeles and so right now there's a lot of helicopters because of things that are occurring in the city, specifically at Dodger Stadium. So please um, bear with me with that, but I am going to do the, my best possible job with considering all the noise. So unless somebody starts playing copyrighted music, we're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I want... And apparently motorcycles. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the future of this show. So if you've been listening for a long time, which the people who typically come to these have, who I appreciate you all, um, you will know that I initially started this at WZLY when I was at my old school. And it was like an actual radio show with actual music. So that is clearly not the situation right now. Just obviously this has become a podcast which in my personal opinion really just kind of diminishes the point of the show um it's a radio show it's not a podcast if it were a podcast i would just format it completely differently and i wanted to make sure that i could do the best that i could with this platform and i have been trying to get music licenses for a while but because it's twitch and because i I'm literally creating the show to celebrate the people and celebrate the music. I don't want to sit and like be a factor in basically robbing artists of like royalties. So I've made this a podcast, which, as I said before, is not the ideal format for the show. However, last spring I was interning for my current college radio station and then everything shut down so I couldn't like be on the air obviously but now they're doing radio shows through Mixcloud and I got an opportunity to sign up for one but essentially I pre-record the entire show to my knowledge and then I will like (laughs) upload it and it will premiere as opposed to like having it live So I'm not entirely sure what that means for the future of the show, but it is a very small path that I can take in order to allow for that to sort of be reborn, if that makes sense. Like, I just just want music in the show. I just want music. So this is a very small inkling of where I'm planning to take the show back to, like, its roots. Um, The goal in the fall is to have an actual weekly show just like I did before but I wanted to let you all know of that that is still kind of up in the air because of like lack of information but it would be on February 20th to my knowledge so it's still a month out a couple weeks out three weeks out um but that's the current situation because of that obviously I've been streaming less um I'm in a lot of school (laughs) I'm in a lot of school which is not a bad thing I am a student um, so I'm not totally sure what the show is going to look like. I also have been trying to choose themes that are more conducive to a podcast format as opposed to needing music. So like, um, when I did my Wes Anderson show with Charlie, I think that that 
was definitely something that should have been done with music, but something like scoring the sitcom, I'm talking about little scores and little trills and that type of sonic vibe. So I feel like this can possibly be, this is definitely, in my opinion, actually more of a, more conducive to a podcast than other topics. Again, would love for me to be able to play music, but I can't do that, so yay. Um, If you can't hear me, I will be really upset, so if anyone's here and can hear me, please let me know in chat. I would appreciate that. Um, It looks like everything's working fine, but seriously, at this point, I just, like, don't know. Like, it's just really... who knows? If this is a whole flop, I'm recording, so yay. Let's just get into it. So, for this show specifically, I wanted to talk about... Oh, okay, thank you. Sorry, I had the mic on super low because is this better? Is that better? Hi. Is this better? Yay. Okay. Thank you. No, I had it on super low because of all the helicopters and stuff. So, yay. Thank you. I appreciate you. Hi. Nice to see you. Um, but yeah, so I am just going to jump into it because it's 6.05. So I specifically chose Arrested Development and Curb Your Enthusiasm because I feel like they have very similar ways of using music and they also have very similar just general styles of music. So Arrested Development, if you don't know, aired in 2003, I believe, and no, yes, 2003 uh, until 2006, and then it was cancelled by Fox and then revived by Netflix in 2014 and then I guess technically again in 2018-2019. So there's- I have major thoughts about the reboot of Arrested Development. Like major thoughts, which I'm not going to get into, um, but because overall the music stays fairly consistent and the reboot uses the same music with a little bit more added music just because they're new seasons as the original series did and the composer for that was David Schwartz. Now David Schwartz absolutely iconic composer for this. Like he hasn't done many other things and honestly I didn't know of anything else that he has done but Arrested Development utilizes music in an interesting way. So it uses a lot of instruments which just by listening to it my neighbor is singing. Can you hear my neighbor singing? I'm- I can't. <laughs> if you can hear my neighbor singing, please tell me, because I don't want to, like, embarrass them by streaming while they're singing. Um, but I'm gonna keep streaming. I'll just fix the mic. So I- yeah, so Arrested Development uses a lot of instruments, which you probably wouldn't be able to tell right off the bat, um, unless you- like looked for it because I've seen Arrested Development many many times in the past few weeks just because it's a nice comfort show for me and I like didn't notice until I started to think oh maybe I should do a radio show on this so I started looking and one of the major things about music in Arrested Development is that there are very distinct songs that are used in a leitmotif format so leitmotif is when you have a specific song for specific tones or characters or settings. So Arrest Development has songs that are specific to fight scenes or songs that are specific to the more cheesy um, 
almost like soap opera-esque uh not even scenes but like jokes so a lot of the jokes are told through the music that's being played either before or after it or within the actual dialogue and it is fascinating because they're they're not like full songs when they're playing the episode because they like songs and episodes specifically in sitcoms rarely are um but they are so impactful in the ways that they do add because they completely set the tone for the scene like the jokes are funnier because of the music and not necessarily because they like the music makes them funnier but the music will set up the joke to be a specific tone even when the joke is more ambiguous so it's very interesting and David Schwartz does a wonderful job as I said at the leitmotif because Arrested Development has so many separate beats and so many separate um, types of humor and specifically because Arrested Development has a massive ensemble cast having these different themes quote-unquote is incredibly useful and is just executed beautifully and I just find that just really beautiful. I think the score for Arrest Development was not released until like 2014 and before it was released by Netflix I was really mad because a lot of the songs in Arrested Development are hilarious and just as pieces of music on their own and so I'm glad it was released but it's definitely interesting and Arrested Development also has different vocal songs besides score. Again I am going to focus primarily on score this show but there are, and I'll get to this with Curb, there are songs that are written specifically for the show that are funny, and the musical moments that are written for the show, like, I honestly have, there are a couple of people, so I don't, I don't really know who did what, because I couldn't find that information, um, but there are a couple of different people who worked on specific songs in Arrested Development, that are used in the same tropey um, leitmotif way that the score is. So there's my little intro on Arrested Development. Let's move to Curb. So Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David show, started in 2000 and is still airing. Um, Arrested Development's over, if I didn't make that clear, and is <laughs> potentially the most sporadic, like, uh premiere schedule in the entire world like they were consistent for a few years and then they take breaks like randomly I just feel like whenever Larry David's like yeah let's do yeah, let's do another one yeah okay sure like HBO is like yeah, let's do another one and then they just kind of keep going because I don't I honestly don't know if the show will ever get canceled like I'm just like being very serious I think it would have to like I think I think I think it'll be I think Larry David will continue to do this show for his known existence, but that's just my opinion, unless he decides to retire, which has been a plot point, actually, in Curb Your Enthusiasm, so iconic. Anyway, the music supervisor for Curb is, his name is Steven Rash. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm uses specific, there are, like, two musicals that are, like, season-long plot lines, so there's, um, the producers, and then there's also Fatwa, the musical, where Larry David literally has a fatwa, like, against him. And so he decides to, like, make a musical 
he had made a musical about Salman Rushdie and that fatwa, and then because of that, he has a fatwa put on him, so then he, like, evolves the musical to be a little bit about him, but also about Salman Rushdie. It's very interesting. Lin-Manuel Miranda guest stars and tries to take it over, and so you have the original music for fatwa, which was created by different composers, and then the licensed music from the producers, which, along with other songs that are used, Stephen Rush. Um... I actually don't know who composed the music for Fatwa. I was looking. I honestly would not be surprised if Lin did it. Um, he, as I said before, is in the show, and his like major plot point is that like the Ayatollah of in um, I don't know why I'm talking about this, <laughs> but the Ayatollah tells Larry David that he can continue to do the musical if Lin Manuel Miranda stars in it. So then he has to like get Lin Manuel Miranda, but he Lin won't do it unless he can like take over and rewrite the entire thing and he's like kind of terrible so it's interesting but the songs are in the style eventually of like Lin-Manuel Miranda the Lin-Manuel Miranda discography so I again would not be surprised if he actually wrote them but I couldn't really find that information that was like very clear so there's that and then there's the very iconic theme song for um the show, which is called Frolic. Now, this was not written for the show. I feel like people, I feel like everybody's probably heard this in some form or another, whether it was used as a joke, whether it was used in, like, um, like a TikTok, like, I don't know. It's just, it's a very staple, very iconic piece of music. It's like two minutes long, but Everybody knows it. You know, like that's. Let me let me just sing. I've have after having like not spoken for a week, um, but that was not. That was found in a music library, so it was found in Killer Tracks, which I have actually used before. Um, uh, the composer is Lucia, Luciano Michelini, so he just did this. It's Italian tuba. And it's very brass heavy, as I, I have not said that. It's very brass heavy. It's very, like, comedic, obviously. Um, but there's a whole section of that, like, Killer Tracks library that was used in the show that is all Italian tuba. So, Curb utilizes music in a little bit of a different way but also similar way than Arrested Development in the sense that it does use stings as like scene transitions so just like either little little musical notes or musical sections of themes but it doesn't tech it doesn't really use it in the same way that Arrested Development uses leitmotif it more uses um each piece as a comedic part of its own as opposed to supporting the comedy and setting the tone of the comedy in the way that Arrest Development does. Um, <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm, I, I don't really know how to describe the music that is, um, it, it doesn't typically score scenes, it's definitely used as more of a transition but can also be used between lines, etc. Um, but it's very dopey, like that is kind of the way I would describe it, it's kind of like, eh. You know the you know the how like Larry David will just be like eh, eh, you know like that's kind of the vibe of the music and then obviously the theme is very upbeat comedic silly etc. Um, Arrested Development 
different themes for everything and it's very clear that Arrested Development like has a dedicated composer as opposed to Curb which there are pieces that are composed in it besides the musical pieces that I was saying before but they aren't they fit all into a very very similar genre of stings and of underscore etc or not even underscore in transition music as opposed to Arrested Development which is incredibly specific in the way that each piece is written um so (laughs) i'm gonna move a little bit into more like film talk i don't really know how else to say this so i kind of want to talk about like the nature of sitcoms and how arrest development and curb are very different now this is not like a laugh track multi-camera sitcom type of situation as as is typically known like there's that type of sitcom friends etc and then there's like curb the office um arrested development etc like there are again other genres of sitcom sitcom other subsections of sitcom but like those i i personally see those as the two main categories um and they curb and arrested development are both in that second one and Arrested Development relies so heavily on its ensemble cast in a way that Curb, like, could never operate. Like, Curb Enthusiasm relies so strongly on Larry David and Larry David's interactions with other members of the cast. Like, you have Cheryl, Jeff, Susie, who are all technically members of, like, a... (laughs) I don't want to say, like, a secondary ensemble cast, but there's, like, Larry David and then there's a bunch of other people that the audience is introduced to They've been there for 20 years, etc. And it's, they're very, 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 like, important to the story, but they're also not necessarily, like, they're not Arrested Development. Arrested Development relies so heavily on the way that the ensemble interacts with each other in ways that, like, Curb just doesn't need, but Arrested Development doesn't need a Larry David. So... In their basic structures, under the same genre of more, um, I guess, I guess single camera, not laugh track, no live audience sitcoms, they are incredibly different and they rely um, on also different types of writing. So somebody just put in chat that Arrested Development has the best recurring jokes in the world. Honestly, I kind of agree, like, but I want to actually like use that as a talking point right now because... Arrested Development's comedic style also relies on recurring jokes and relies on each episode being wrapped up very, very, very nicely to the point where those recurring jokes don't define the episode, but they have a lot of impact on the way that the comedy drives the narrative. So... Curb does the exact same thing, but Curb tends not to bring jokes from episode to episode in the way that Rest Development does, but Curb also takes a lot of care in its crafting of each episode in a more, I guess, subtle way. Like, at the end of Curb, you can just kind of go, oh, like, that's why this was included. That one thing that was mentioned, like, for five seconds at the beginning suddenly is like the final punchline of the episode and it's wrapped up very very nicely arrested development i'm i'm gonna be 
I, I know I said I had opinions on Arrested Development that I wasn't going to like rant on. I'm going to do it. I'm really sorry. Arrested Development, when it was a serial weekly aired television show on Fox, did a very similar thing, but because their recurring jokes became, or, or like they came from each character and they came from the very specific characterization of each person on the, in the ensemble cast, the narrative itself is wrapped up very nicely episode to episode. But the comedy and, like, the recurring jokes throughout the season, like, because they come from each character, those characters continue to drive the narrative, right? So those jokes will carry from episode to episode and then continue to influence different, like, plot lines as the season goes. Um, Arrested Development also tends to not really have overarching season plot lines. They'll have multi-episode like narratives but they won't really have a season curb does curb is incredibly specific in the way that each season has an overarching plot line and then each episode is very very specific to the way that to different elements that are required to complete that overarching narrative and that overarching like comedic um point i guess so i hope that made sense but the way that that relates to music is that Arrested Development's music allows for those jokes to carry on throughout the season and then they become their own jokes. Arrested Development is incredibly good at taking things that are not written comedy and making them comedy. So whether that be the inclusion of the camera itself as a character or the... I was gonna say that. Governor Groovy, I was gonna say that. I, I'm enjoying this chat. Um... But they, they use the inclusion of, like, music with the Charlie Brown music joke. Like, that can that is used with multiple characters, but in the ways that I guess, like, some of the songs are not. Like, the Mother Boy song is not really used with other characters, but then when it is used with other characters, it's very, very funny because you have that association in your brain of the Mother Boy song being with Lucille and Buster, but then when Lucille's, like, trying to take care of michael the mother boy song will play and then sometimes it'll get cut off or sometimes it'll be done with a different i guess like instrument etc so because the songs are so closely connected to characters in ways that curbs isn't like characters and also like just general tones and scenes and settings etc when it's used for other people, it becomes funny, but it also allows for these recurring jokes to go throughout episodes because they're being, like, it's the same character, you know? So they, they become part of each character's characterization and also how the comedy can riff off of different people when, like, they are not the characters who are typically associated with that song, if that makes sense. Um, a very good example of this in season four, actually, which the fact that I'm commenting uh, positively on Arrested Development season four, honestly, a revolutionary day. What a time. Um, but my f my favorite um, joke in that whole season is um, using Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel for Job. So like something typically really positive will be said like um there's one that's like and job finally realized that he was surrounded by like a loving supporting fam loving supportive family for the first time in his life or whatever and then it'll just like all the sound will cut out 
and Job will just be like staring into nothing and it'll like slowly zoom in and be like, hello darkness my old friend etc um but then that can be that is used in like the depending on which cut you watch which everybody watch the original cut please the remix not it the original cut is in the trailers and more section and yes it's super annoying to try and watch it but i promise it's better i watched both of them in 24 hours which was a mistake but i did it to see which one i liked better and it is the original cut so please i know it's different in style anyway i digress um but because of that music trope like in the final episode i think actually in both cuts um it's played by a mariachi band at this festival and it's so funny because they've spent the whole season building up different times that this is used with job and then when it's used i don't like want to spoil it but like when it's used in this situation it's really funny because it's bringing together job the association with job the association with the event the association with like the actual individuals who are in the scene who are not job like it just brings all these different things together and it is so funny because you've had all this time and all these different associations to like build up throughout episodes and it just works very beautifully and so obviously that's not scored that's a licensed song um but it's the same type of technique that is used with existing songs as i was talking about with mother boy curb on the other hand as i said before the music is absolutely no question used as a, like, uh, I don't know how to, it's not like, I don't know how to say this without it sounding mean, because I actually mean it very complimentary, but it's almost used as, like, a filler. Like, it's used when there's an uncomfortable pause, there will be, like, a little, like, da 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 and then, like, something else will happen. Well, and then there's, and there's like multiple different, um, tones that all sound like they're like, like tones and styles in terms of like happy, sad, awkward, etc. that sound like they could all be part of the same suite of music. And that is in diametric opposition to the way that Arrested Development handles its score, as I said before, um, because that whole like consistent suite of music I'm gonna scream with all these airplanes. I'm so sorry. I don't know if you can hear that. So like, I don't know if I should like stop talking. Okay, we're good. Um, but it allows you to align yourself with Larry David because it's all about Larry David, right? The whole show is about Larry David. So to have all these different like leitmotif type songs wouldn't work as well because you are associating, thank you guys so much, I appreciate it. Um, but you're associating your um, comedy with different moods of Larry David and how he's reacting to different things. And obviously, like, he's a very good actor. He's very funny. Um, his face tells a lot. But these different tones in the same genre, I don't know how to describe it. It's like listening to a suite of scored music and, like, you you can just understand, like, I would just call the entire soundtrack, like, score soundtrack for Curb Your Enthusiasm the Larry David Suite. I don't know what that, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Larry David Suite. Um, yes, he did co-create Seinfeld, and honestly, that's very apparent to me in the way that 
curb is structured and also in the way that music is used um that's actually interesting you bring that up because this music in seinfeld which honestly i don't know enough about seinfeld and its development to do a show about it but one day i will um is is very similar in its use so the way that curb uses music as like a transitional and a pausing device is very classic to the multi-camera um i literally don't even know if i'm saying the correct words i my film brain is not existing right now um but the the more traditional sitcom a la seinfeld in the sense that like the seinfeld theme which i'm not even going to try to sing you probably know it if you heard it um is used in that same way it's all the same type of thing it's all the same like even if it's different moods it's all the same sort of genre tone um it's brassy it's very i don't even want to say like percussionistic or percussion it's percussiony i don't know like but it's definitely like a beat it's it's much less about a melody when Curb Your Enthusiasm uses a melody. It's very specific. I should never sing. This is why I need music on this show. Because this is really pathetic. Anyway, soon, hopefully, fingers crossed, you can't, like, you. it's very obvious when it's used. It's very upbeat, but also, like, the, most of the music in Curb is very used in a very similar way as it is on Seinfeld, which is as a pause technique, as a mark of a joke, as a mark of a tone change, as a mark of a like beginning or ending, as a mark of um, how Larry David is thinking at the moment. Um, I really, I think my favorite time that Curb uses um, score is when Larry David has a realization and then the scene will transition into him going to confront like 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 solve the other end of the problem like if he if he is in a situation and he realizes that something is wrong there will be a specific theme that is played and then it will transition into the next scene where he is going to confront the person or address the situation that is has like caused the turbulence I guess it's just very well done. Like, no, honestly, so true. Like, it's just, it's very, very, very artfully used. I am going to pause for a moment because I have to drink some water. So feel free. I'm, I'm loving chat tonight. This is a glorious day. Um, please feel free to drop. Honestly, say more. Like, I just, me, me singing to myself. Um, my neighbors stopped singing, so love that. Um, they're very good, by the way. They're, they're a good singer. It's not annoying. Um, but I'm absolutely going to drink some water. I would love to see your comments in chat and give me like five seconds. That's not true. Give me a minute.
All right, we got helicopters. Can you hear that? Ooh, so nice. Such a nice atmospheric tone. Okay, so you said, I know, I'm so, hey, listen, go listen to the rest of the Seinfeld soundtrack. Actually, there aren't that many, so there's like three songs. But like, you know, actually just go watch an episode of Seinfeld. Maybe that will get it out of your system. That tends to work for me. Um, but uh, slap bass is kind of used as percussion on purpose. Yes absolutely no question and um arrest development again doesn't really like rely on percussion in the same ways that like curb does because curb uses it to mark comedic beats um like literally as opposed to like arrest development which it shapes to mark comedic tone and also to provide leitmotif or in the style of leitmotif to provide <laughs> motifs of comedy and allow for recurring jokes to a be like it, it becomes part of the recurring joke but also be like take a recurring joke associated with one character and turn it into another character um yeah i don't know i just find it very 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 um interesting the way that these two shows are technically the same format and to me they provide very similar elements or, or i guess comedic effects like they're both very 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 funny they're both kind of crude i guess is the best way to say it they don't really like avoid certain topics um they both don't really have like or sorry they're both very like um self-deprecating so they're making fun of their main characters as opposed to trying to like pretend that their main characters are like 10 out of 10 individuals um so they have very similar like actual like purposes in my brain. However, I personally think that because of their vastly different structures in terms of casting characters, um, the way that the music is handled for both of them is incredibly smart and I just appreciate it. I just really like David Schwartz. I think that the Rest of Development soundtrack, I hope it won awards. I don't think it did, which is depressing. Um, but also even the fact that Arrested Development has a very, very distinct composer and Curb fully, 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 fully does not, like, rely on one composer. Like, I, I know that they've contracted out composers for specific things. Um, again, I have no idea who did Fatwa. Would not be surprised if it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. There were songs that he, that were, that existed before he, like, joined the cast of characters within the season but like I don't know if Lynn wrote the earlier songs anyway um but it's just incredibly effective and changes the comedic tone of both shows without like but but both per both ah, ha hi but both styles eventually like create and push the same purpose of the show which is self-deprecating humor and um, sort of raunchy comedy that doesn't, like, aim to have any form of moral high ground. So the music, I, like, I just want to emphasize the music in both of these shows is ridiculous. Like, there's no, the music itself is, like, doesn't aim to be more than it is. Like, there's no, it's a, it's a comedy, right? But a lot of comedies in general have kind of dramatic scores. Like, they're very polished and they're very, um, uh, I don't, they're, they're just a lot. Like, I, a lot of, 
con- like um I don't know. I was watching Search Party, which I'll do a show on before. Search Party has score, but also relies on, um, exactly. Like, we don't need John Williams. Like, please. Like, that's just not it. But Search Party has a lot of licensed music as its score, but also has score. Um, that's a comedy. It's really funny. It's also really dark, but it's technically still a comedy. It's veering towards drama a little bit now with, like, the whole, like, um, Misery season four. But... The score itself is very, very dramatic, and I think that that can actually be really well, like, it it can be very effective when it's being used in comedy as a comedy device. Um, However, comma, we, like, Arrested Development and Curb just doesn't do that, like, and it's very, very effective in that because both shows are intended to be very self-deprecating. So there's, I don't know if that's a thesis, I don't know what to call it, um... But yeah, I'm kind of done with my notes. Does anyone have questions or more points? I'm vibing. I'll probably go watch Curb after this. Or I'll just rewatch Search Party <laughs> again. Um, but, oh wait, actually, I'm not done. I'm sorry. I wanted to talk about Arrested Development a little bit when it moved to Netflix. Oh wait, you have a question. You go first. Or I can go while I wait for your question. I'm going to go a little bit while I wait for your question because this is not a long point. Um, But basically when uh, Arrested Development moved to Netflix, it um, added a lot more licensed music. So Motif with uh, Sound of Silence didn't exist before. And there is obviously the final countdown motif with Job and the magic. But like that is one of the very, very, very few like actual... um, I guess, licensed songs that's used as a motif in the way that Sound of Silence was in the beginning, or in the first three seasons. Four and five starts to veer on a lot more licensed songs as jokes. Again, not a bad thing because honestly, I think the music is probably the redeeming quality of those two seasons with the exception of like, I don't know, another another conversation entirely. Um, but it does add more licensed music which in my brain kind of equates to like the change in the show structure in general um there's gosh I don't know how to talk about this without going into a whole spiel so I'm gonna try and be really concise but basically when Arrested Development shifted to being a streaming service it all dropped or on a streaming service all the episodes dropped at once so the episodes were written differently because they didn't have to I guess, accommodate either A, advertisements, which is really key, or B, like, uh, serial viewing. So they had to sort of adjust their comedic style to be suitable for binge watching, which in my brain, it just didn't work. Like, season four, specifically the remix, oh lord, I'm not even gonna begin, um, didn't, like, it lost a lot of the reason why people didn't like it as much was because it lost a lot of the comedy in the translation from serial to um binge watching comedic styles so because exactly wait what you just said is seriously it because um like you uh, arrest development built its acts around ads as most you have to when it's a network television show um but when it changed to streaming they it's the original season four was 15 minute or 15 45 minute episodes and then the remix is 
22 22-minute episodes, I believe. So they're around the same runtime of, like, 250 minutes, question mark? I don't know. Uh, somebody else can do the math. Um, but I think it's maybe 22, 25-minute episodes, but whatever. I digress. Um, yeah, 450 minutes. I rock. Um, sorry. But I think that the that loss in translation sort of screwed up the whole thing I was saying about the music being key to bringing these jokes throughout the episodes because like the score itself just wasn't utilized as much and instead like with sound of silence with job like job had in the original cut a very specific episode he had like two specific episodes that were around him so when that song was brought out of those episodes it was really funny because it wasn't a Job episode, and that song was very, very clearly, pre- like, established and precedented in episode three or so as, like, a Job song. Um, but the- because each episode was more character-specific, like, it was- you couldn't bring the score into another episode that was associated with that character because it didn't really fit with an episode that was about an entirely different character unless it was used very specifically for like a contrasting purpose but that only is funny so many times like okay haha it's super funny to have like sound of silence being played on the mariachi band in the finale but like if that had happened like in eight other episodes it wouldn't have been funny so like that whole technique just kind of died because you have single character super long written for binge watching really kind of messy like act breaks that isn't conducive to that comedic style not only in the recurring jokes but in the mute specifically in the music around recurring jokes and the music as a recurring joke so it didn't really work so the whole score association kind of went away and licensed songs became more of a thing because people who were coming back in 2014 to watch this already had that score association from the early things. So, like, to continue to use those, you had to be very careful, but because it was specific character, you get the point. So they had to basically bring in new songs that didn't have character associations yet and create those character associations so that potentially they would be funny. I don't think David Schwartz wrote that many more songs. I know he did write more songs, but he didn't write that many more. And I think that was probably very intentional because you are like, his whole style is leitmotif, so he's already created a song for every character and a song for a lot of the comedic situations that already exist. But like there's only so far you can go with that. So when you go into a reboot, there are like very like almost I guess, in my opinion, like, no other real options for you to be able to do that. So they had to go back to relying on, like, licensed music, which, or go to relying on licensed music. But yeah, exactly, Governor Groovy. That is, like, exactly what it is. Like, there's a really funny little quick reprise, but if there were, like, eight of them, it wouldn't work. So they had to, like, bring in, anyway, you get the point. Wobble to answer your question. <laughs> Sorry, that was like a much longer digression than I thought it would be. The quote, right Arrested Development, in my opinion, is actually the one that has the new style that Netflix did. The original cut 
which is the 15 hour-long episodes that are character by character. And that is under Trailers and More on Netflix. Um, the annoying thing, though, is that you, like, it doesn't, like, play through to next episode, so you have to, like, go back to Trailers and More, click on the next episode. It takes forever. Um, but it's definitely worth it because this is actually interesting. And I know I'm talking about Arrested Development a lot more, but that was also, like, where the chat was going, so I want to, like, respect that. Um, when they remixed it to make it 22, 25 minute episodes, like, that, that, that sounds so confusing. Um, the, the, <laughs> the whole style around music had to change because they were taking existing episodes, completely re-editing the whole thing, and then making a completely different structure. Not only is it shorter, but they're not single character. Like, it doesn't, it just completely... Oh, it's so good. You should see it. Um, uh, it just completely like screws up the comedic style of it. So a lot of the jokes that were written, again, for this binge-watching style got lost in translation when they tried to go back to the original style of, like, it just, so it's like they adapted a specific style to go for binge-watching and then <laughs> to go for binge-watching and then people hated that. So then they were like, oh, I guess we'll try and go back to the original style of the 25-minute episodes with all the characters in them, like having the more ensemble feel. And then they made it worse because they ruined the comedy because the comedy had to be adjusted to make it binge-watchable. So the correct answer after my extensive 24-hour study in which I watched both back-to-back, which was I also framed in the last three episodes of season three and the first episode of season five for both watches. I would fully say that the first one is better because it, even though it's like, doesn't quote, feel like Arrested Development because of its format, it's, it's the original intention of the writers. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like on this backwards, like people hate us. So like, I guess we have to fix it. But like, we actually made it worse. Really just embarrassing. Anyway, I digress. Um, also just super side note, you said HBO has good DC stuff now. Watch Harley Quinn if you haven't. Harley Quinn animated series. Phenomenal. Jefferson, who, Jefferson Friedman, who did, uh, the composition on that. Absolute king. Love him very much. Anyway, I'm probably done because I've digressed a lot, um, but I think you guys get the point. They're very different styles. They both work beautifully and the shows have very similar um, intentions with their styles of comedy. Um, but because they're so different, like the music had to be different and the music works beautifully in both shows to allow for that to happen. So yay. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you. I appreciate it. We had a new face today, so I appreciate it. Uh, Governor Groovy, I usually stream every Saturday. Um, I talked about this at the beginning. I'm going to save the show, like, literally after I go. Um, so, but, like, it's very in limbo. It's usually actually an actual radio show with music. Um, I've not been streaming as much recently just because it's, like, this is not my favorite format. Um, it's usually every Saturday. Not as much anymore. Um, but I'm gonna see what happens i will keep everybody updated uh there is a twitter i don't actually know if it's linked anywhere but it's 
twitter.com slash radio live there you go so if you want to follow that i will i post on their day of which is annoying um but i'm gonna try and do it at least bi-weekly so if not this sunday the next sunday and on february 20th the goal is to have an actual show on mixcloud via my school's radio station so i will link you guys to that when the time comes but thank you for being here and i appreciate you all and take care of yourselves and stay safe and have a good night bye